Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new edition of the Degenerates Clubhouse. And I'm excited. We're going to try uh, a very short but new segment. Uh, and basically, you know, I was I was listening to uh, some of the weekend updates from SNL where they just give some quick uh, news segments with like jokes tagged on. And I was like, that looks fun. Because on the Degener- uh, Degenerates Clubhouse, I'd say like 98% of the jokes I tell are just dick jokes, uh, which, which that's fun. That's great. But I was like, maybe I could branch out. I could try some vagina jokes. I could try maybe maybe some other sort of general base jokes that aren't directly dick jokes. So let me let me expand my my joke writing horizons. Is basically what I was saying. So Armando and I are going to give our sort of rendition of SNL's weekend update, which we're going we're our working title is Degenerate News. I know, very creative, <laughs> and. Uh, we'll see how it goes. So, yes, I, I wrote all these. So if Armando tells a terrible joke, it's my fault, not his. Um, oh, you wrote jokes for me in this, too. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. You see where it says <laughs> it says your name? No, and then, I see that, but I didn't know that, that some of my jokes were mixed in there and that you wrote them for me. I'm, I'm really worried that you couldn't identify that the thing, like the words after your name were, was a joke. I'm like, uh-oh. No, I thought... This I doesn't was, bode well. I thought I was reading like headlines and that you were going to riff jokey jokes. Stuff. No, these are... these are Because if you've ever seen Weekend Update, it's Colin Jost and Michael Che, and then like the one says a joke and the other says a joke and they go back and forth. And I, I you know, I would assume, you know, that they're writing their own stuff. Plus they all, you know, they have a team of writers where if they're, they need a little bit of help... Unfortunately, I don't have. It's not. We don't have two professional comedians and a team of writers. It's just me. But that being said, I think I think they came out okay. So, uh, Mondo, what, what is our what's our first story? <laughs> a veteran New Jersey cop was busted for running a meth lab out of his home. In other news, New Jersey police shootings are down, at least until the Long Beach PD can find the new dealer. Gwyneth Paltrow's company Goop was sued after a man claimed their seventy-five dollar. Vagina-scented candle exploded. When reached for comment, the man said all he did was gently stroke its wick for 15 to 30 minutes and say it was prettier than the other candles. The man did concede that $75 for an exploding vagina candle is a good deal. For a lot of men, it costs three months' salary and a ring to get their candles to explode. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was proud of that one. Okay. Uh, A JetBlue passenger snorted white powder refused to wear a mask, and forced the flight to divert to Minneapolis Airport. Gary Busey was not immediately available for comment. An elderly man had the the wrong leg amputated during surgery, a hospital in Austria has admitted. The man is understandably upset, but at least he's not kicking himself for the mistake. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. Hey, they can't all be winners. Yeah. Uh, a video from India went viral of men applying cow dung to their bodies. In an attempt to ward off COVID, doctors responded by saying, come on, guys, we told you you can't bullshit your way through this. <laughs> that was actually a decent one uh, about something tragic. Things are getting dark in India, like really, really. The, 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 India is like what we were weeks away from in America. Fortunately, in Canada, things are a lot better. Even if a Canadian soldier was charged with feeding cannabis cupcakes 
to an artillery unit during a live fire exercise. This led to Canada discontinuing its troop exchange program with the Jamaican Defense Force. And please just take a moment to let it sink in that the, Jama- the Jamaican Defense Force is a real thing. Jamaican Defense Force? Is that like the Space Force? No, that's that, so. I was like, when I was writing that, I was like, does Jamaica actually have an army? And I looked it up, and it's they do. It's called the Jamaican Defense Force, and they actually have an air wing. But they're the Jamaican Air Force consists of like four helicopters and like two <laughs> biplanes. I'm not making that up. I read a whole story, and apparently, there's like there's like ten mechanics that are trying to keep all these old planes and helicopters in the air, and they don't even have. They're all sharing like the same like one toolbox and they have to start like making tools to try to repair these things so uh life in the the jamaican air wing of of the army is uh, a little bit dicey and you know what i want we had cool runnings i want that movie disney get on it (laughs) the jamaican defense force that'd be funny kim jong-un has banned mullets and skinny jeans fearing their capitalist allure north korea has also assigned a threat level orange to billy ray cyrus Comedian Tony Hinchcliffe was dropped by WME and lost bookings on two Joe Rogan shows after using a racist slur to mock a comedian of Chinese descent. Hinchcliffe apologized, saying it was new material and he still had some chinks to work out. (laughs) Get it, chinks? (laughs) That was the racist slur he used. Did we we just give a yay to to racist slur chinks? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, as you do. This has been Degenerate News. You know what? For our first attempt, I'm going to give that uh, a six out of, I don't know, like 14. Yeah, I was thinking six <laughs> out of 10, but it's cool. Six out of 14 works too. You know what? We're just, we're just staying unpredictable with Degenerate News. The, the goop joke, that was, that was the one I was proud of. I was like, you know what? That actually might have made it on to SNL if I was in the writer's room. I think it would have. Too bad, uh, too bad while reading some of this stuff for the first time, I, I, uh, I stumbled over my, over my own words. Well, I also didn't help you where, where I, the main punchline in one joke, I, I, instead of saying bullshit, what did it say? Blush something? Yeah, it said blush shit or something. Yeah. So yeah, not bullshit. entirely your fault. You know what? <laughs> we, we've also got some things to work out, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to choke on those jokes, but let me tell you about uh, Florida Man. And a choking incident. Man who said his girlfriend choked on his giant penis is cleared of murder. <laughs> Could you believe that? I'm already, like, I'm already laughing because it's, it's like, okay, sure, that's how she choked. <laughs> stop, stop bragging, you fuck. <laughs> She's like, he's like, I like it when you, uh, I like it when you gag. I'm just, I'm just picturing this guy in court. Like he's on the witness stand, and they're they're you know they're examining him. His lawyer, how did she die? We want your your uh, rendition of what happened. And she's like, well, she choked on my giant penis, and then he just like winks at one of the jurors, who's like a pretty woman. <laughs> it's like ah, oh, you. I already lo- don't like this guy. Sorry. Continue. Richard Patterson, sixty-five, was cleared of strangling Francisca Marquinez, sixty, in Mar- Margate, Florida, according to the Sun Sentinel. Patterson claimed his girlfriend of four months choked to death on his large penis while performing oral sex in October 2015. He admitted killing her, but denied it was deliberate, with Patterson's lawyers filing a motion to show his penis to the jury. I was just going to say that. I wonder if he had to, like, you know, your honor, may I present the fucking witness, uh, uh, exhibit A, and he just, like, whips his dick out in court. 
There's there's a little like uh, addition at the bottom. This is to scale, and all the jurors are like, ooh. <laughs> Peterson's lawyer Ken Padowitz said it was essential for the court to see the man's penis so they would fully understand what was he talking about. Patterson's legal team changed course on the theory after a medical es- expert testified that choking during the sex, as- wa- sex act was unlikely. The judge never ruled on the request to put Pat- Patterson's penis on display in the court. Defending, Mr. Padowitz said, that's not the way she died, but that's the way Richard Patterson thought she died. They, wow, this of article course goes he on did. forever. Um, the jury spent five hours deliberating before finding Patterson, who did not testify in court, not guilty of second-degree murder. Jesus. Well, apparently, he'd been dating Martinez for four months before she died. He was arrested in November, blah, 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 blah. But, okay, so but here, here's the thing. Let's, let's just e- examine this for a second, right? For her to have cho- actually choked on his dick, like, he, he can take it out, right? Like, he understands that. If she's sitting there like gagging and her face is turning red and her eyes are bulging out of their sockets, he, you know, how kinky and like aggressive was their sex where he's like, oh, this is normal. I just keep going. Like, wouldn't you just uh, take your dick out of her mouth at that point? I don't know, dude. Some chicks actually like to be like, I, I'm going to be, they want to be throat fucked. Like some girls like to fucking like where their fucking mascara is running down their tears and shit and. Snot and bubbles are coming out of everywhere. So I don't know. Maybe she was. So, so just, just checking. When you say some girls, you mean people who were abused as children? Yeah. Haven't you seen? Haven't you seen some some porn where they're like pretty rough? I'm like, holy shit, that's not. That's yeah, I don't. Th- I never was like, yeah, the girls love that. Like, I think they're like, well, I'm gonna get paid four hundred dollars extra because there's some sick fucking guys out there. Yeah. Like, do do girls actually like that? Uh, I haven't met one, and if there is one out there, wink, wink. <laughs> I don't even, I, I don't see how that would be like pleasurable though. Like if no. you, you like the person, you're like, yeah, they're like crying and choking my dick. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. But again, there, there's, there's for every perversion, there's gotta be some grain of truth and some like people out there that do like that. Both the male oh, and oh, the female. There's definitely guys out there that yeah. like that for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, but the uh, women, I'm like, uh, I think, I think maybe it's like, wow, they really want to please know. their guy. I don't know if they, they maybe on an emotional level, they like pleasing their guy, but Again, again, it, like I said, it would have to have been super aggressive sex on a regular basis where he's like, oh, she's literally choking to death. And I think I just keep going, right? <laughs> uh, when police attended the scene, they found Marquinez's decomposing body lying face down on the bed. Local 10 reported at the time that the body showed no signs of trauma and was surrounded by blood and semen steamed tissues. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'm telling you, dude, there's fucked up people out there. But we don't, again, we don't know. There are people that like that S&M bondage shit. You know what I mean? So I, this is just, to me, like another form of it. Is the guy innocent or guilty? I don't know. I would have wanted to see his dick. <laughs> if I'm on the jury, I'd have been like, show me that dick. Oh, show me so, that. oh sorry, sorry. So if you were on the jury, are you talking about in order yeah, to yeah. render a verdict? Or yes. you, you just wanted to see it? No, no, no. I'm saying if I was on the jury, I'd be like, show me that dick, you fucking liar. Let me see your hog. Is it wide? Is it long? What's wrong with it? Let's see. Show me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy his whole. It's too big, and that's what happened. Plus, if, if this is the tr- okay, so that means. Oh, oh you, no! You know, you know what would be amazing? Okay, let's take this one step further because okay. you you could see it, but like, would you immediately be able to tell? Oh, 
you know, somebody would choke on it. What I think you would need an expert witness. <laughs> so you bring in some porn stars. Exactly. Like, You're like, we're like, okay, we're going to, we're, we're bringing in Jenna Jameson, expert witness to testify. And she's kind of looking at it. And she's like, you know, that's pretty big. I, I've had bigger. I'm, I'm going to have to do a, 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 a I was going to say hands-on, but a throat-on examination <laughs> to really check. And now this whole trial has turned into uh, a porn movie, and I, I've, I'm, I'm sorry that I've taken it in this direction. Continue. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's coincidence that the guy is white, the lady's Latin, and the white guy got off? I don't know. I'm not saying it's a racist thing. I'm just saying, like, white people can afford lawyers and dead people can't. Wait, this is a little bit of a tangent, but... Has there ever been a porn movie like that? Because some of them attempt to have plots. Has there ever been a murder mystery porn movie? Uh, I'm sure there has been. There has to have been, dude. Like a clue, but a porn. Like a, you know what I mean? Like yeah, there has to have been. I'm sure. Interesting, you know, because I never thought about this. I I remember when I was driving back from Los Angeles to Pennsylvania. I I stopped at a strip club in Ohio. There was a featured dancer. Who it's, God, I wish I'd save that email address. It's probably not the same one still. But she was like, you know, like a porn star who's, you know, they tour or what have you. And I remember talking to her. I was asking her about like how they get scripts and everything. She's like, you know what? If, if you have a, you know, like a, a script, like just send it to me. <laughs> and she gave her my, my email. Uh, or she gave me her email address. And this is the fucking craziest part. That was that was Stormy Daniels. Really? Yeah. Oh, God, she seems so nonplussed by everything and just like get me the fuck out of this thing. And I was like the one person who like went and was asking her like industry questions and like where do the scripts come from and she, you know, so she she seemed like a little bit more interested in that opposed to uh, just really sad desperate guys being like I saw your your movie jerk yeah. off climax seventeen yeah that was my favorite I've come to it fifteen times and she's like okay but yeah I should have saved that how how was I to know <laughs> that years later she would be. Uh, implicated in a, a um, campaign finance scandal because she boned the president of the United States. I I never really at that point at that point that wasn't really something on the radar. So you're saying you had an idea for something that could have made you a ton of money with a porn star on Ask Reddit. <laughs> this week's first question is: What was your million dollar idea that you never made? But now see everywhere and probably probably made somebody a millionaire. Now we're not gonna your your example can't be the Stormy Daniels porn one, but do you have another example of something where you could have made money off in hindsight? I'm still thinking about writing this script <laughs> because <laughs> as as I've told you before, I did I did run a porn site when mm -hmm. I was in high school. Yeah. And I got I did get uh invitations two years in a row. As if as a, a like premier guest or whatever they called it to like the AVN Awards, uh -huh. and I remember being like, "Well, I'm 16. Um, I don't know how I'm going to explain this to mom. mom and dad. I need to go to Las Vegas for just like a weekend because I got in invited to this AVN thing. Don't worry, it's it's nothing nothing naughty. Don't look it up. You don't know how to use the internet yet. That would be cool if I wrote a script and I then I got a, an invitation, you know, so I could I could finally fulfill that. It wasn't really a bucket list thing, but the, no, the one idea that I did have was also internet-based, and it was not a million-dollar idea. It was like a $700,000 idea. Looking back, I always regret that I never had making money as a big focus. And I just realized when I, when I was pretty young, I was like 12 or so, that web domains were really going to be really valuable. Because at that point, there were 
you know, websites, but it wasn't like it is now where like every single business has a website and there's like thousands and millions of just purely web-based businesses and sites. And when I looked at it, I was like, eventually that's where this is going to go. So web domains will become more and more valuable as more and more of them were taken up. And there was the, the, the company that made AltaVista. I don't know if you even remember that site. It was a, a search engine. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, before Google just ran the show, there was like Yahoo and AltaVista and they didn't even buy the fucking domain, uh, domain name for AltaVista. It used to be AltaVista.digiweb. And I was like, hmm, they're probably going to want that at some point. And if not, maybe people will go there by accident. Like there's, there's just inherent value. So I went through the whole registration process, which was a lot harder back then because it was like, whatever, it was like 1995. And uh, I tried, tried to register AltaVista and I got to the point where it, like I just had to pay for it. And I was like, fuck, I'm 12. I don't have a credit card. How do I do this? And I remember thinking, like, should I try to explain to my parents, like, why I need, you know, a hundred, it was, it was a lot, it was like a hundred and fifty or something to register it, and then you had to pay upkeep. It was way more expensive than it is now. So you could have easily turned a hundred fifty bucks plus a little bit of extra money to into seven hundred grand, because that's what it sold for, right? Like, yeah, like like a year or so later, it sold, sold for seven hundred thousand. And I just remember thinking, like, mm, it would have been nice to have seven hundred grand, but ah, whatever. I'm thirteen. Would I don't. It, would it be safe to say that it, after all the extra maintenance costs, it would have been like roughly a grand or less for total? Bit less than that, yeah. So, yeah, you would you wouldn't have spent more than a grand to turn into seven hundred grand. Wow, holy shit! What a rate of return. But and that's the thing. Even once I did have money, like once I, you know, a few years later, once I I built the porn site, I could have I could have very easily continued to to maybe not buy domains that would be that immediately profitable. But like I could have done that. I could have invested a lot and. I was just like, nah, this is just like dumb money for me to, to mess around with. I, I was never a, never that focused. I had a friend in Whittier that was also part of my like nerd MMA community, whatever Facebook friend. Mm -hmm. um, and he lived like literally a quarter mile from where my folks did. And he did that. He bought a bunch of domain names from like uh, for like uh, basketball athletes and MMA athletes. And, uh, you know, he would like buy them cheap and like, hey, man, I got your domain. Like, for example, I think he said he had brendanshob.com. <laughs> Seriously. And he was trying to, like, I think he bumped into Brendan Schaub at, like, a hotel lobby in Vegas or some nonsense. And he was trying to, like, be cool with Brendan. Like, hey, man, you know, I got your domain name. And he was just going to, according to him, he was just going to give him the domain name if, if he was, like, a good dude. And it turned out, like, Schaub was kind of a prick. So he ended up, like, not selling it to him or giving it to him. Anyway, my million-dollar idea, when I was, like, in the fifth or sixth grade, um, we had, like, a school, or not even a school, it was, like, a classroom or no, no, it was a grade-wide, so like all the sixth grade or whatever, fifth grade. We had to do like an invention, create any invention, and we had to come up with like a business plan, et cetera, et cetera, and how it would, you know, make money and everything. So it was kind of a contest, but not really. And the idea I came up with was um, not, I guess it wasn't um, school or education related. So my teacher talked me out of, doing what I, I had initially wanted to do for this project. What it was was basically those, you know, those shorts that you zip and, and they turn into pants. So mm -hmm. I had that idea like in the fifth or sixth grade. And I was like, yeah, I thought to my, myself, like my grandmother knows how to sew. She can do this for me. 
And, like, it'd be cool because when it got hot, you can take them off and they'd be shorts and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I had t- pitched this idea to my teacher, and she talked me out of it. She's like, no, let's stick to something that's got to do with education or classroom or school or some nonsense. I was like, okay. Fast forward, like, I'd say less than 10 years later, and that became a thing where there was, like, multiple companies coming out with these things. And it's, it was, I mean, that fad, it was, like, it was like a phase of, of that um, trend for, like, a year or two where those things were, like, a, a thing. And everyone was buying them. I think they still exist, although not as popular as they used to be. But, yeah, if I had been not convinced by my shit teacher to do that, I could have cashed in some money. To be serious, it is unfortunate for for both of us. If we had been just a little bit older, making money would have been stupid easy. Yeah. Uh, Because just kind of through the 90s into, like, the very beginning of 2000, it was just ridiculously easy I mean, the, the whole there's a whole tech bubble. Like, you could basically just buy stock and automatically get a huge return, like, without too much risk. And then uh, right when both of us got out of college, that was yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole economy collapsed. There's like, well, Yay. we're some mass fuckery with the housing market. Like, have at it, boys. Um, some of the other answers on Reddit to that question are squatty potty. I knew all about Eastern toilets. I knew the benefits of pooping or propping your feet up, sorry. <laughs> and I just used stuff lying around the house to get it done while I was while I felt it was necessary. Now some guy is filthy rich selling overpriced pieces of plastic. That's true. A website that lists... Wait, wait, hold on. I, I never... Maybe we have a, a, a... Maybe not million, but like a like a $500 idea. What about artisanal squatty potties? Artisanal squatty potty. Yeah, because it's it, like you said, it's just like a, a cheap piece of plastic. Like, what if it was like nice wood, but you really, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you put a lot of like um, polyurethane and stuff, so it's easy to clean. Like, so you're selling like super fancy looking squatty potties to rich people. Or, or what if like the, like you, you where you prop your feet up, they're like they they're like uh, the insoles of like cowboy boots with stirrups, so you can feel like a cowboy taking a shit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's I'm I'm just I'm just gonna, yes. Just nodding, yes yes Armando <laughs> you fucking idiot. Oh, uh, this is another answer. A website that lists all of the sale items for all clothes, shoe websites in one place. Oh, I don't. I mean, yeah, I guess if you could do that sort yeah. of. There's too many places you'd have to. Netflix streaming video service. I came up with the idea in 2004. While Holy shit! That guy videos. invented Netflix. <laughs> I came up with the idea in 2004 while trying to put videos of Family Guy episodes on my N-Gage. I don't know what the N-Gage is. Uh, Last one I'll answer. Before GTA came out, I knew I liked car games. I knew I liked games where you're on foot. What if you could do do both in the same game? Oh, my God. Anyway. Some of these are kind of dumb because I feel like it has to be something you could actually execute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where if it's like, like, yeah, my million-dollar idea is I want a spaceship that can travel to Mars and <laughs> yeah. colonize it, and then I could I would be the king of Mars. It's right. like that. Yeah, sure, that's great. Yeah, like your idea was very like the, your idea was very in your hand, tangible. You yes, could, you just had to press a button, and there you go. Well, no, I I just had to sneak down, steal my parents' credit card, yeah. and then be like, I'm sorry, mom and dad, I stole your credit card, but here here's two hundred thousand dollars. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and my idea the same. Like my grandma could have made those things for me. She was a good. Uh, Seamstress? Yeah, that's the word I was going to we're, we're We're the real entrepreneurs of Reddit. <sighs> if only I could come up with another genius idea. Anyway, that was it for Ask Reddit question number one. Uh, Ask Reddit question number two. 
When did you miss an obvious hint that someone wanted to have sexual relations with you? Now, is it okay if I answer this one first? Yeah, go mine, ahead. Mine is not as entertaining. So my problem is I don't, like, I, I'm 125% oblivious when, like, a girl is interested in me, whether even it's just flirtatious or not. Like, I never want to take flirtation seriously. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's just being nice. I always brush it off like they're just being polite, and, and I always miss those cues. And when I do know when, like, like, I have to know for a fact that they were flirting with me. And then it's like, okay, game on. I'm going to totally continue on with the flirting and we're going to fuck. And so it's like I go from zero to 100. So I'm, I never, it's hard for me to like look at hindsight and be like, oh, yeah, I could have nailed her but didn't. Is that your answer? Yeah. Well, I, I, told, I told you one. Like yeah. when we were coming back, uh, driving back from Flagstaff, we stopped in Durango, Colorado. And it was like this fancy old hotel. Like they had like chandeliers and shit in the room. And there was live music. And like I would. In real time, as it was happening, I was like, "Dude, Armando, like that waitress is flirting with you," and she was. She was. She was paying way more attention than a waitress normally was. She was like asking like more personal questions. Like it got you know, you you two got into her backstory of like why she moved out and where she came from. Like this is not normal um, yeah. waitress patron conversation. Plus, just you know, based on, I think she was wearing a mask the whole time, but based on like body language she was like leaning in towards you i was i was telling you in real time like mondo like like she's flirting with you and and they do what i always do i kind of like just pass it off as she's just being uh polite customer service you know minded well yeah and just earlier you told me you're like oh i thought you were like fucking with me like oh my god i don't (laughs) so that's what i i always do that like i said i always i and and i think i was telling you this over lunch like i'm sure that there's been times where where chicks are you know semi-interested and they, maybe they send some signals my way and I'm oblivious to them and then they take that for like oh he's just not interested and move on so I how many opportunities do have I <laughs> missed out on for just being a, an oblivious dumb shit ski oh well that's my life well and to be I, I'm a lot better now still at recognizing that when it's somebody else and not myself back in the early college and, and certainly in the high school days I did not realize that at all, I was I was just as bad, if not worse, than you. Uh, and the one, the one though, where like even I, very quickly in hindsight, could be like, oh, I'm a fucking moron. Was right right before I left to uh, drive to to Whittier for college. My parents were out of town, so it was like this was like a Friday, you know, Friday during the summer in good old Pennsylvania. My parents left to go to a family reunion, so it's like I'm. In the house by myself. It's the last night I'm going to be in town before college. So I decided to throw a party, which no one expected. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I had pretty much kept to myself through all of high school. You know, I had a few friends and they were all in different social groups. And I was de- definitely not a part of any of those social groups. So I, I remember people that I passed, like, randomly expressing... Uh, surprise! They're like, "Fuck, you, you're throwing a party? Like what?" <laughs> um, but I also didn't know how parties worked, having not attended any of them. So, because I said, you know, I, I when I put out the word, I'm like, "Yeah, it starts at eight. and so it's like eight o'clock, like nine o'clock rolls rolls by, and it's like me and like my one friend. I'm like, "Fuck, nobody's showing up to this thing. God damn it!" It feels like a kid throwing a birthday party. Like yes, no that's exactly what it felt like. I was like, "Fuck, I don't." And I didn't understand that if you tell people to show up at eight, they're not they're not coming until like 
at least nine, if not later. Yeah, 10, 11 o'clock. I, you know, I'm also living in the future, Armando. Thank you. Um, so, but so like at nine, it was like uh, just just a, you know a few few guys that like I wasn't even really friends with, but they were just sort of like uh, like stoners. Uh, this kid Josh. I feel like there's always a Josh involved in these. So they show up with like really cheap beer and just weed, and they're just in my backyard like smoking themselves that stupid. <laughs> and I'm, I was just like, I remember at that point, I was like, okay, I guess this is what it is. There's no one showing up to my party. And they're like, well, do you want, do you want to smoke with us? At that point, I think I'd maybe smoked like twice. Like I was not a, a pot connoisseur. Virgin lungs. But, and I remember thinking like, fuck it. You know what? This is, this is what it's going to be. If, if these, these, uh, <laughs> these like four guys are the only ones that come to my party, I might as well smoke with them. So I do. And of course, like every other alcohol or drug or food-based thing at that point in my life i went way overboard it wasn't like let's just take a little toke it's like let's let's breathe all the way like into my lungs like down through my digestive system we're gonna get every little bit of my body high as fuck which is what happened and it was like 10 minutes after that that everybody started showing up (laughs) so it's like now my house is like full of people I am high as a kite, like barely able to process any of this. I'm like, no, what did I do? I still remember. Oh yeah, it was it was so it was three three girls who were all all pretty cute. There was there was uh, there was Dana and Caroline and Nicole because because again when there's a, a hot girl involved, there's always a Nicole. And <laughs> you think Nicole's a hot girl name? It is. Uh, it okay. definitely is. I was gonna give you an example of one that wasn't, but no, go, no, on. No. go on. Yeah. No, I didn't say all Nicoles are hot. Okay. But no, that is a, that is a hot girl name, <laughs> and you know, and and maybe there's some parents who are aware that it's a hot girl name, and they just have really, really wishful thinking. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Let's let's come on, don't don't hate on Nicole's. Okay. So I remember like there's all these people. I'm um, there. You know, there's people in my backyard, my kitchen. I'm super high. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. What is going on? The three of them come up to me. Nicole goes, she's like, oh my god, like you got such big muscles. Do you work out? And then one of the other ones goes. <laughs> That's such a pickup line, and they're like giggling, and I'm just like, what? Uh, I mean, I play sports, I guess, and they're like, oh, okay, and then we're just like looking at each other, and I remember thinking like, why are they talking to me? What am I supposed to do? Something? What do I? And like by the time, just in reality though, I'm just sitting there staring at them, like, like with like, like, what are you doing? Look, and they're like, oh, uh, all right, we're gonna. We're gonna go and, and they just kind of, yeah, they just like walked away. And in hindsight, I was like, okay, one, do you work out? Blatant, blatant pickup line. And then just in case I was too stupid to interpret that, her friend then told me, oh my God, that's such a pickup line. Yeah. And I still did not figure out what was going on. And I want to blame the weed, but like, <laughs> to be honest, it was probably 30% weed, 70% me being an idiot. Yeah. I, I I have been there have been a couple of times where I have been a nice guy and it was like right in front of me and I was like nope I'm too nice I don't want to pull the trigger I had a friend that when I lived in Bakersfield wow this is too personal she had just gone through a divorce mm-hmm. and she drove all the way from L A to Bakersfield that's two and a half three hour drive and just spent the weekend with me just to kind of get her mind off of whatever she was kind of heartbroken whatever. Mm-hmm. I had her on my bed. We were all in our underoos, and I know I could have pulled the trigger, but in my mind, in my defense, I didn't want to be that dickhead kind of like trying to mend broken wings kind of thing, so I just 
I, I just didn't. I was too, I was, I had a half chub, <laughs> but uh, I was just like, no, I'm, I'm too good of a guy. I shouldn't do this. She was my friend in, in any way. See, I had the same problem in, in college because there, there were two things for me in college. One, as we've already addressed, like, did not, you know, I wasn't great at picking these things up. Didn't, didn't really know how to, to talk to people. Certainly not how to flirt. And then on top of that, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be like the douchey, fresh guy who's aggressively hitting on people because there's plenty of those around me yeah. already. Yeah. I don't need to add to that. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm not real good at reading like signals and I'm actively trying to not be aggressive and put it out there. Cause that's, that is one way. If you can't read body language, you can just keep hitting on people until eventually you, you find one that's interested just by sheer numbers. Yeah. That was a, that was a bad mix for getting laid in college for me. <laughs> that, that little, tra- Oh, and then, and then sometimes when people would try to help me, I would be like, Oh, this person told me I should try to hook up with this, per- the, you know, this girl. Well, obviously this is a terrible idea yeah, yeah, yeah. based on every life decision that this person has made. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to just, I'm just going to steer clear. I don't, you know, yeah, about. I know exactly. What you're <laughs> <about>. <laughs> but uh, um, so, uh, some of the answers on uh, on Reddit, uh, Minstrel of Funk writes, "The one that comes to mind is when I took a girl out to college. I dropped her off at her place and we kissed. She looked at me and said, my roommate is gone for the weekend. I have the room all to myself.' I replied, "You're lucky. I'm in a triple, so I never have my room to myself. Well, good night." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's just, that's sad. But that sounds like something I would have done too. Like, duh, the fucking idiot. Another another uh, answer on Reddit. JMW five twenty writes: Some girl asked me if I wanted to get drunk at her house and watch her do Pilates. <laughs> I said no and realized my error when I got back home. <laughs> She's like, I want to do Pilates in lingerie. You're like, eh, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, another answer. See, see, I could see myself being like. Yeah, fuck it. I don't really know what the Pilates are. I want to watch that. Yeah. And then going and watching her do Pilates and being like, oh, that was cool. And then leaving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one I'll read. Ken- Kendrin on Reddit writes, in university, living in residence, down on the first floor common area, hanging out with friends, I'm giving a piggyback ride to a really cute girl. She says, why don't you carry me up to my room? Me. Guys aren't allowed on the third floor. I gave her another ride around the common room instead. Wow. Jesus. That sucks. Uh, and that was it for Ask Reddit. Now we're going to move on to new on Netflix. <laughs> we came up with this on our hike, but Aaron's going to run with it. Aaron, have you seen the Juana Jones? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. It took me a while because there, there were a lot of problems with the production of this movie. Because, um, you know, the basic idea was was they're thinking, oh, well, you know, we want to continue the Indiana Jones franchise, right? There's a, there is a, the, the last Harrison Ford Indiana Jones movie coming out. They're making a five. Holy shit, didn't know that. Apparently, there's been a lot of trouble because Harrison Ford is like 79 years old. Actually, is he really that? He actually might be that old. That's the crazy part. And so, you know, doing the stunts and everything, he's not really up to it anymore, right? He, he's an old man. They're like, Harrison, you got to jump over this like two foot... <laughs> chair and he's like I, ca- I can't do it can we get a stunt double i'm trying to see how how, how old he actually is because i was trying to say something ridiculously old and i said 79 and then holy fuck he's actually 78 years old boom money so so in movies in action movie star years that's like he's like 290 but and then they're like you know what though we don't we don't want just another you know to recast him like bond 
like we want to take it in a different direction because they really felt you know he's he's been the only Indiana Jones so like we want like an Indiana Jones character but like let's let's make it ethnic yeah let's like tap into you know there's there's uh like a, like a huge global Spanish speaking population like there haven't been that many like Spanish superheroes and like action stars so instead of Indiana Jones we're gonna make him Tijuana Jones. <laughs> Like, the same, like, dumb, like, white male studio executives, like, now that they're not allowed to just randomly, like, rape women and stuff, they need to, they need to get themselves <laughs> in trouble in other ways. So, they were, they were looking at this from a, a very narrow perspective, and they were trying to cast a Mexican star um, to play this. So, so, and the first, you know, the guy that they, they went with was, was uh, Pedro Pascal oh. and they brought him in and they were like, yeah, we love the fact that, you know, like you're, you're, you've done great with the Mandalorian and, and like, we really want like a, like a Mexican like superstar. And he's like, I'm, I'm Chilean. And they're like, yeah, that's what we said. We're Mexican. <laughs> and he's like, no, Chile is, it's a completely different country in South America than Mexico. And they're like, we, we don't understand what you're saying. And, and, but look, we're going to give you a lot of money to make this movie. And Pedro Pascal was like, oh, yeah, I'm Mexican. I'm sorry, yes. I'm, I'm Chilean-Mexican. Si, si. Yes, si, si, senor. Is that good? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, just just getting him on board, there were some bumps in the road. And, uh, and yes, and it, it, was, it was very stereotypical in a lot of ways. Like, the first working title of this was, uh, it was... Tijuana Jones and the Temple of Tacos, and, <laughs> and they were gonna. There's gonna be instead of uh, like molten lava, it was going to be molten uh, molten cheese. Oh shit! Chasing him out and like, mm. and Pedro Pascal again to his credit, like he saw that draft and that's what they they were getting ready. They they build all these practical effects and he's like, guys, this is this is too stereotypical. And again, they're like, what do you what do you mean? I don't understand. <laughs> what, do you, what are you saying, Pedro? And he's like. He's like, look, not all Mexicans love tacos, and they're like, don't they though, Pedro? And then he did have Kingsley at that point because I think, I think they did a survey because they were trying to placate him. They did like a, a survey, and a hundred percent of the Mexicans that filled out the survey did love tacos. Everyone loves tacos. So that was a part of it. He agreed. He's like, okay, you can have the Temple of Tacos, but you can't make that the fucking title of the movie. <laughs> That's too stereotypical. Um, so they, what they ended up doing was going with, uh, with Tijuana Jones and the sombrero of destiny Ooh! because right. If you, if you've seen any of the Indiana Jones movies, there's always some fucking artifact he's yeah. trying to chase. Right. In uh, the, the first movie, you know, he, he's, he's looking for the Ark of the covenant. Uh, in the third movie, he's looking for the Holy grail. And again, the writers were not aware of, of uh, any like, Aztec or, or Mexican artifacts that would be immediately understandable to a both a, a Spanish-speaking and, a, and a, a gringo audience. So they're like they settled on the sombrero of destiny because <laughs> the the idea of of like a mythic sombrero that would grant the the wearer special powers <laughs> was appealing. And like Pedro Pascal is like, you know what? Okay, okay. You're still all racist. You're racist. You're racist. You're racist. But it's okay because you gave me a lot of money. The Sombrero of Destiny does sound cool. So, Mondo, what do you think the special power was from the Sombrero of Destiny? This is a, this is an ancient sombrero that was passed down from generation to generation in Mexico and w w allowed the wearer to, to rule Me Mexico before 
you know, the whole the whole colonization of the United States. Do you want to know what the, the, the special power was? Uh, sure, do, tell me. Do you, have, I, do you have a guess? You want to guess? No, I'd be horrible. Come on. I, this is not my thing. I can't guess. I could come up with a couple dumb ones, like maybe he could eat a shitload of tacos and not get fat, but that wouldn't be a good power. No, but like what is... Well, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guide you into it. What is a, a, a special power that Mexicans have? If it was... And if it was amplified, would make them unstoppable? Um... We're super hard workers. I think that's accurate. Okay. Basically, what the Sombrero of Destiny does is is it it, it allows you to become like the ultimate job site foreman. <laughs> so when you when you have the Sombrero of Destiny, not only can you command everyone, like basically via mind control, Ooh. they work even harder. Like they work tw- doubly, triply, as hard as they physically possibly can. Holy shit. So... It makes you like the ultimate leader, basically. You have this sort of sombrero of destiny mind control power. So like all, all these uh, these uh, villas and like beautiful – do they have castles in Mexico? I don't think so. Yeah. Kind of. No, that's, no, that's in Spain. I don't think it is, yeah, that is in Spain. They, they've got the Aztec pyramids. It was, yeah. it was originally an Aztec – people think Mexicans invented sombreros. It's actually the Aztecs. Don't look it up. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, there's similarities between the Aztec headdress and the sombrero. There are those little frilly. Things. It was the first, yes, it was yeah. the first one. That's that's actually, and that's that's a little known historical fact. Is this, it, it, the sombrero of destiny was the first sombrero ever made, and be, because of the power that it bestowed on its leaders, that uh, icon was was reproduced in Mexican culture, and it became the sombrero. Mm. And so basically, it's it's Pedro Pascal. Trying to uh, to find the sombrero of destiny, and of course, you know if if you've seen Indiana Jones movies, the primary antagonists in the Indiana Jones movies were the Nazis. Ooh, you know, because same in the Ark of the Covenant, obviously in the Holy Grail. That, that was the uh, that was the the main one. So there's Nazis in Mexico trying to discover the sombrero of destiny. No, so. Oh. So if, if <laughs> this is the sad part, I was gonna, I, I was like gonna s- seamlessly transition to it, but it's like if you know Aztec history, then the people that really wiped out the Aztecs were, and I'm like, oh fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like furiously trying to look up. Wait, who worked it? Wasn't it the Spaniards that came up from like Spain with their diseases and shit and killed off? I, I could be wrong. I don't know my history. I shit. I'm shit at history. Well, well, Mondo, and this is just off the top of my head. Although the term Aztecs is narrowly used to uh, a a restricted area of Mexico. Okay, fuck. I'm trying to read this Wikipedia thing. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm at the wrong spot. It definitely was was uh, a colonial thing, but I'm, I can't. It could have just been the Europeans. Colonial period, Mexico City built on the ruins of blah blah blah. Um, we're, we're just going to say it was Europeans because you know what? They're, they're, they're an easy mark. They're sure. bad guys. You want, you want very self-important white people to, to be the, the villain in right. these sort of movies. And it was the Nazis. We're going to say this was just uh, colonial Europeans wiping them out. It's basically, you know, this is, this is, you know what? This is good. The, 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 the uh, it's going to be the British or the, the, cause here's the thing this whole time. There's been uh, like a secret order in Britain that wants to re-establish Great Britain as like the power in the world. Because remember, there there used to be the saying, the sun never sets on the British Empire. Because they they controlled, they were the largest empire, I think probably in the history of the world, because they had colonies everywhere. This, This like secret order, 
all these years has been biding their time to try to reestablish Britain as the great power in the world. They want to make the the, the biggest uh, uh, empire in the history of all time and continue it. And the thing that they need to make that happen is the sombrero of destiny because you become the ultimate leader. They can job sites, like they can just roll in, you know, to, to a indigenous people, just make them all work for them super hard. People point out, Hey, doesn't, doesn't that kind of sound like slave labor? And they're, Hey, shut the fuck up. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, everyone blames the Americans for that. No one really talks about the fucked up things we did with slave labor. So anyhow, that's, but to, to, to stop that from happening, Tijuana Jones has to get to it first and do you know, see, I'm, I already kind of gave you a spoiler. Do you know where the Sombrero of Destiny is hidden? In the Aztec temples or Mayan temples. And yeah. one specific temple, which has been dubbed the Temple of Tacos. Oh. <laughs> because, like I said, they really, the fucking studio except they really wanted the Temple of Tacos to be in the movie. And, uh. And they're like, okay, we're gonna give you like a like a two hundred thousand dollar bonus if you just act like this is cool with you, Pedro Pascal. And he's like, ah, okay, that's better than the, than the uh, Disney Plus movie uh, money movie that I've been getting. Okay, it can be called the Temple of Tacos. And yeah, so there there is a scene of him stealing the sombrero of destiny, and there's like a huge like lava flow of molten cheese chasing him out, and he and he he gets out, and um, as you know. As you know, we've talked about this before. We've debated a little bit, but one of the the great uh, weaknesses of British people, in particular, is spicy food. Ooh, like there there are some white people that can handle spicy food, but there's no British people that can. They've Ooh. just they've just not been accustomed to it. Um, like they they're the sort of the epicenter of bland white people food is is England. So that that actually ends up being their critical weakness. Which allows Indiana, I was like, seeing Indiana, Tijuana Jones to escape with the sombrero of destiny, and where he returns it to a museum, but not before using it to uh, be the general contractor on a build for his new home. And he gets, he just, he just goes to a bunch of Home Depots in the Los Angeles area, loads up the back of his truck with uh, with workers, puts on the sombrero of destiny, and builds a really beautiful home. Nice. Two two story. Uh, five bedroom, three bathroom, um, and I mean that was really the part that I was the most interested in that movie. But it was it was it was a good movie. Uh, if you if you liked Pedro Pascal and The Mandalorian, and you like Indiana Jones, but you're like, yo, Harrison Ford is old as fuck. We need to, <laughs> we need to get get him into non action based movies at this point. Then Tijuana Jones and the Sombrero of Destiny is the movie for you. Hey, I got a question. In, in most Indiana Jones movies, he usually has like a well, two things. He's got a love interest in most of them, if not all. I'm trying to wreck my brain. There's usually kind of like a sweetheart in the in the yeah. Movies. There was the hot Nazi blonde in the third one. Mm-hmm. There was the I forget her name, but the school teacher person in the f- second. I can't remember the first though. Okay. Uh, yeah, and the lost art in the the lost art. There's the uh, one digger girl that you know the, the archaeologist. Excuse me. Well, the the girl that does the archaeology that could drink. Hey, other- don't don't get us canceled. What? What? I said digger. Oh, oh I'm Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um so yeah, does he have a does does Tijuana Jones have a lo- love interest and who is who is the actress that plays her? He 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 does. Uh you as as you are correct, there always has to be a love interest. There, there it's actually it's kind of interesting too cuz when they're again, when they're casting, they had a lot of trouble finding 
a male lead? Because you know what? There aren't as many widely successful uh, Latin actors, um, at least at least that haven't brought, broke into like American mainstream, but there are a lot more successful Latina. It's because they're hot. Actresses. Exactly. There has been a lot of pushback, because if you remember, there was in one of our, our older uh, newer Netflixes, there was a lot of contention for a role, and it ended up going to Anna de Armas. Mm-hmm. They passed on on uh, what, what's her name? Shoot, I forgot who it was. Who, who did? Who who was I talking about? I remember it was it was they were trying to cast. It was an older uh, Latina actress, still super hot, Selma Hayek. Oh, Selma Hayek. Yeah, and they they passed on Selma Hayek, and then there there that actually, if you saw on the the tabloids, there got there was like a lot of controversy over that role that I just made up uh, <laughs> where, where Salma Hayek was accusing the industry of being ageist and blah, blah, blah. And so, so the, the funny part is I feel, and I feel really bad for Salma Hayek because she struck, she struck a blow for older actresses, but she also got herself a little, little bit blacklisted. Um, so the role did go to a throwback. She used to be in a lot of stuff. She hasn't been in anything for a while. Penelope Cruz. Ooh, I was thinking that, dude. She, she's she, she's still hot. She ran. Yeah, t- Penelope Cruz and Salma Hayek both still smoking. Hell yeah. And yeah. and uh, you know I think they're I think they're friends too. So even though Salma Hayek did not get this role either, because because people now now that she's troublesome. She's too fiery. That's what they. That's what you know when they they're saying that that uh, uh, a, a Spanish actress is is problematic. They say she's fiery. You can't deal with her. Um, but Penelope Cruz got it. She was really really excellent. Still smoking at forty seven. Mm-hmm. I want to kiss her. And I've seen her boobies in a movie. I forgot what movie it was. Okay. Real talk. What is the last thing Penelope Cruz has actually been in though? I can't. I can't remember. I can't recall. Honestly. You know what? I I'm I'm curious because uh, I think there's going to be some best supporting actress buzz for her on uh, in Tijuana Jones. Yeah, I mean she really <laughs> it, she really brought a certain gravitas to this this film that it might not have otherwise had. And let's see, I'm trying to look up what's the last thing old Penelope's she's got been a, in. She's in a lot of parts, but I would say the the biggest movie that came out recently. Um, that people will recognize is Murder on the Orient Express, and that one came out in 2017. Was so that she, was that supposed to be any good? I saw it. It was okay. Um, I I watched it because uh, my girlfriend's in it. What's her name? Uh, what's her? Renny Eldana was in that movie. No, what no, the fuck? no. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley is in that movie, and so I was like, oh, I want to watch this shit. But yeah, Penelope Cruz is also in that movie. She's been in a couple of movies after that. She was in. Everybody knows, which I've never heard of. Exactly, and she's in something called Pain and Glory, which got really good reviews, but I don't know what that's about. Yeah, and I never heard of it. That's why I didn't bring it up. <clears throat> it was. Oh, is this all an all Spanish movie? An oh. aging Spanish film director in the middle of a creative crisis revisits memorable events of the past. Some graphic nudity, so you know what, <laughs> mm. <laughs> might be worth checking out. Yeah. But is there a better movie or or show out there, possibly on Netflix or otherwise? That you really recommend? So yeah, um, this is an older one, and I think you've actually you mentioned it to me, and I was like, oh yeah, I've always wanted to see this. So I finally took the time to sit down and watch all of the Misfits, five seasons long. It came out in let me look that up really quick. It was early two thousands because I saw it yeah. right as it was coming out. Yeah. So again, I didn't I didn't watch it um, when it was out. It was one of those shows where I, I wanted to see because I heard good things about it. And it wasn't until years later when I realized, like, 
oh yeah, this actor's in it. Oh yeah, this actor's in it. Now I want to definitely want to see it. So it came out in here. I'll, I'll look it up. So so oh no, look at that. November two thousand nine through December twenty thirteen. Okay, the yeah. Release. Yep. So it's five seasons long. The first two seasons are for sure the most enjoyable for me. Can you give us a basic? Summary of what it is. So basic summary is there's these five kids, five, I would say, you know. Degenerates. Sure, degenerates. Five degenerate kids. They're not kids. They're not like teenagers. They're they're more like, I don't know, 18 to 25-year-old somethings. And they're all basically in trouble. And so they, you know, they, they each do something stupid to get them into doing like community service for like this local whatever. Probation. Uh, probation, yeah. So while, while serving one of their community service uh, 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 requirements. Uh, sure, requirements. There was like some weird thunder fucking shower deal and it uh, lightning strikes them all. And so all five of them get blasted by this lightning. And, and from that lightning blast, they all come away with some kind of like superpower. Right now, the listeners are shocked. You're like, you guys are recommending a superpower-based yes. show? This is crazy. <laughs> Never in the history of it. You guys just like really uh, emotional period dramas. So like, okay, this is different. Do tell. Continue. Um, so yeah, they all get blasted. They all get the five super superpowers. Uh, the first season, you find out right away what like four of them's superpowers are, and and it's kind of cool to to see what how and how they abuse them or use them. But the fifth uh, character, you don't find out like until uh, towards the end of the first season, like what his power is. And when you find out, you're like, oh okay, that makes sense. So what? What again? The the actors that got me to like for sure I want to watch this um, was one of them was uh, I, I'm not gonna fucking pronounce this correctly, Ewan Rion, who uh, plays Simon. Um, if you've ever watched Game of Thrones, Ewan Rion is the guy that plays the bastard, like the the fucking um, like the guy that likes to skin people and like tortures people and tortures fucking like like. Uh, Good old Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Bolton, there you go. So if you remember Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones, you'll know that actor. In this show, he also plays like a semi-awkward, weird kind of, um, you know, doesn't know social cues and, and goofy. And It was like Ramsey Bolton if he, if he was raised by like loving parents. Right, right. So, so he, like he doesn't become, he's still strange and a little bit unnerving, but not a homicidal maniac. Yeah. And, and, slash uh, torture, slash dick cutter. The other actor that uh, you probably recognize was in the Umbrella Academy. The actor's name is Robert Sheehan. Uh, he's excellent. He, uh, he, I would say, he, and I think you said this before, he, he's the reason you want to watch the show, especially the first two seasons. Like, he really just fucking carries a whole show on his back in the way he's, like, kind of, like, goofy and funny and witty. And, and he is perhaps the biggest degenerate of the crew because it, it's, it's funny. I mean, I think the show was really ahead of its time in a lot of ways yeah. because... At that point, 2009, there had been superhero movies, but they were still more in like the traditional, it's the hero and he's a good guy and he's going to save the day. And now, just now we're starting to see, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and um, Deadpool and like a lot of more like kind of anti-hero yeah. type of properties. But this was back then was already playing with this. I mean, these are, these are just a bunch of like miscreant like British kids you know, who, who've fucked up and are, are literally you know, on probation. They have to show up and do community service and wear jumpsuits like the people you see in the U.S. on the side of the road picking up, you know, trash and whatnot. Yeah. And then these idiots get superpowers. So I think in a lot of ways this show was, like, ahead of its time because we're starting to see a lot more shows like this, but, you know, just, just 10 years later. So so I um, 
I think you said you only watched a couple seasons and then I kind of lost interest and didn't finish watching it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch all five seasons and then I'll make my opinion on it. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll stand by what you did. And you, you probably just should have watched the first two seasons and then stopped there because what ends up happening is those first five principal characters, actors, little by little, they, they either kill them off or, or, or write them off and introduce another misfit, like another person that gets in trouble and has to do this juvenile detention deal. And you just kind of, they're, they're not as interesting as the initial five, um, although they all have like their own unique powers and stuff, and they do have like story uh, development. It's just not as good as those first two seasons. They do introduce another actor, though, that by his own could have probably replaced Robert Sheehan, and the actor's name is Joe Gilgan. He plays Rudy, and uh, Rudy's uh, superpower is he's basically got like, so, you know how people have multiple uh, split personalities? Well, this guy actually has a physical, like, split personality. So, like, there's, like, a kind of semi-good version of him physically. And then there's, like, another physical exact uh, body double of his doppelganger. Mm. It's kind of more of a darker version. You know what? And it's funny. I, I vaguely remember this. That, that, that's actually when I stopped watching, right? Because Robert Sheehan was such a, a, a great character. Yeah. actor in this mo- uh, in this uh, series and he carried it so much that once they kind of wrote him out I was like all right I'll try and I watched I watched a little bit without him and I was like ah it's just not the same so yeah. I, if nothing else if if you thought he was good in the umbrella academy you will love the show and if you if you get to the point where they he's no longer part of it you might make the same decision that uh, that I did but it, it for for his performance alone, I think it's worth it. So yeah, Joe Joe Gilgun takes over kind of like not the same exact character, but like similar personality and and, and uh, character traits as the Robert Sheehan character. If you like that actor Joe Gilgun, though, you should probably watch The Preacher or Preacher. I forget what exactly it's called because he he's more on the forefront and uh, smaller cast, and he's a lot more comedic and and and, and witty and funny in in uh, Preacher versus. Uh, the Misfits, but still, The Misfits is a good show. Watch the first two seasons. After that, you know, may the force be with you. You may or may not enjoy it. You'll probably come away with the same um, feedback that we have on the, the latter seasons. So they ended season five with kind of a cliffhanger, like there may there may be more seasons coming, but they just I apparently didn't get, uh, you know, given the green light for further seasons. And it's probably better that they didn't because it was just kind of going downhill. But yeah, that was the show new on Netflix. That's why I love miniseries. Because it's a like a compact thing. They know what they're doing ahead of time, and then they get out before it starts getting bad. Yeah, because there ha- there have been some shows like this where they're successful to a point, and then they're like, "Oh, we got to keep going." And uh, the the night the nice thing though, which is really different now, this was still in the era right before you know not uh, Netflix was was around then, but it, mm-hmm. but it was not this huge platform that it is now i mean i think at that 2009 you could still you're still getting cds in the mail and shit yeah um and the th- and it really changed the game because it used to be like it was so hard to cultivate an audience and you know if you had if you had a good show and you eventually got people to watch it you know where they had to they had to tune in at like you know whatever nine o'clock on thursday and you eventually got pe- enough people where like this was a part of their weekly habit we're like okay like it's eight o'clock i gotta get home because i'm gonna watch misfits or whatever that was so difficult to do at that point you wanted to keep it going you had to keep the the show going because it was so hard to build that audience and now it's like you got netflix you can watch it whenever you want and if netflix has a show they think is really good they just 
tweak their algorithms, it shows up in everyone's suggested, and it's going to be a huge hit. There's just it's just it's so different the way we consume things because we're not tied into this this you know cable or, or, or network format where it's like it's this day of the week at this time. Um, you know, you can watch it whenever, and it's much easier for uh, something like Netflix and, and now all these other streaming places to get popular shows out. So, all I'm saying is, there there was a point. I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all I'm saying is though is is I I wish I wish uh, Misfits had been on a on a platform like that where they weren't kind of obligated to go until the, the show sort of ran itself into the ground. I've got nothing else this week to add except for apologies that uh, there wasn't an episode last week. I, by the time I finished editing, it was like late in the game. We released it kind of late. I was in Salt Lake City all of last week, so it made for like horrible means for me to actually get to editing the episode, et cetera, et cetera. So I didn't get to do it till late. Sorry about that. Uh, we went on a nice hike yesterday. That was also cool. What was it called? Ber- Bergen Peak? Bergen Peak, yeah. yeah. Ber- uh, Elevation just under... 10,000 feet. Yeah, I think like 9,108 or 9... Anyway. No, it was like 9,007 something. Okay, sure. Great hike. I fucking exhausted afterwards. Yeah, what we're trying to say is we climbed a fucking mountain. Oh, yeah. Legit. Was, not, not a hill. This was a peak. What was it? It had a, one of those little fucking signs at the top, even though we couldn't find it. Yeah, we were looking for the sign that said like the highest point of this blah, 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 blah. It was... Let's see. Almost a four-hour hike yeah we trekked about nine and a half miles my little appy app thing says i burned about 2.7 thousand calories uh so yeah we were tired the the weirdest part for me was while i was hiking i was not that tired even though i hadn't slept well for several nights in a row and i i mean i think the way you described it was i was like a little kid i was literally like skipping and dancing down this entire fucking four miles from the the peak to the base of the mountain and I kind of wanted to yell, watch out, crazy person skipping down the hill so that people could like you hear it. And then like what you see you like jaunting like a fucking uh, what are those uh, lollipop guild kids and scare the uh, people away. That would have been funny. Crazy person on the loose. Well, there are a few people. I They were like, dude, what is going on with this guy? Because we were going down they were coming up. So uh, good hiker etiquette is you should kind of move out of the way. So the people going uphill having even your path, but I'm like jumping up onto like rocks and then jumping back down. And the only thing I thought was like, I always make a, like a morning like smoothie with stuff in it. And yesterday morning I put something called maca in there, which is, uh, what the fuck is maca? I mean, it's just like a ground powder. It comes maca, <laughs> maca in your mouth. <laughs> it, it comes from a root. <laughs> Sorry. The, the taste of maca root powder which mm. some people dislike, has been described as earthy and nutty. <laughs> Give me my car. But after the fact, like, I, I was trying to remember, like, why did I buy this? Like, what what did I think it was actually supposed to do? Like, and I'm looking at the things that it's, it, like, when you you uh, search it on Google, like, I'm like, what are the, the health benefits? And I'm like, well, it may help relieve symptoms of menopause. I'm oh. like... Is that why I got it? I don't think so. Um, it, macaque can improve your mood. I'm like, well, you know, maybe that happened. And, it, and then it said it, it may boost sports performance and energy. So I'm like, okay, so maybe that really was it. And then the one, the, but like when you look at like the first two, that's what I was, I was laughing at myself. Uh, aside from being highly nutritious, it increases libido in men and women. Ooh. Hey, um, hey ladies, if you ever want macaque in your mouth. 
Yeah. Hit me up. Maca has been heavily marketed as being effective at improving sexual desire. <laughs> and this claim is backed by research. So like, Bono, maybe it was a good thing that I was going in front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, good hike this weekend. I don't really have anything else said. I just want to mention that the hiking has been fun for me for sure. You have anything else to add, sir? No, I think that was it. I, you know what? I like before I I, I compound the dick jokes for Macaw. <laughs> let's just let's just sign out because I think I made this whole episode. That di- no, well there were there were dick jokes about the guy who choked someone to death yeah. with his dick. Yep, that's understandable. Besides that though, this was a, a virtually dick joke free episode for me. And uh, you know, so I'm, I'm if I can do this for like ten more weeks, I get my my dick joke like uh, chip. Uh-huh. My my four week dick joke chip, and I'm I'm trying to get to the 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 uh, one year dick joke free di- it's chip. Like, it's like AA. Yeah, not, that's not that's awesome. yes, that was the <laughs> awesome. That's what I was going for. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye bye. And maybe girls one day, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't pick up on the cues. Sorry, ladies. Let me know if you enjoy the show. <laughs> Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.